0: Welcome to Mind Your Mind with me, Katie Sheehan, on SPIN. This week, I am speaking to a personal trainer, David Ryan from Swords. David helps women get in shape through personal training and nutrition. What we eat really affects our mind and body. So in order to mind our minds, we have to mind what we eat. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, David.
1: Thanks for having me on, Katie. Pleasure to be here.
0: Today, I want to cover how the food we eat really does affect us. You work with women every day, personal training and teaching them how to eat right. Can I ask you, do you agree that when we eat right, it does good for our brains?
1: 100% it does good for our brains. Like Not only cognitively, it, it helps us, it helps us physically as well. But also, you should mind your gut. Because your gut is what really actually determines how your mind and how you're gonna be physically feeling. Like your gut is your health. Like your your gut is is what is going to to determine your your overall health and your overall kind of function. And once you mind your gut, your mind and everything comes into it and like you have to like food is medicine. Like food is literally medicine and like we tend to say, if we get a problem physically or or mentally or whatever, we always tend to go to the doctor, and they usually prescribe us anything from from depression pills or or whatever so whatever you have uh, gone wrong with your mind. Key is doing it, like having a healthy, balanced nutrition for your mind because you will you will be as I like as I said, your food is your medicine, and like the things like junk food like like pizza and stuff like that uh, that's all well and good having that every now and then which is like what i try and promote on my programs and stuff like that with the girls because you won't stick to it long term but in terms of like eating pizza every night or takeaways every night and and alcohol and stuff like that these are all kind of foods that bring your mind down and they bring your 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 mood down like alcohol is a depressant um junk food actually makes you not sleep great it, like when you it, it, they're very hard to digest because there's trans fats in them and trans fats are like the worst fats that you can get and they end up making you have bad sleep making you have stress making you have you're just not fully functioning and then what happens then is obviously you feel bad from not having enough sleep you feel bad from eating the food like you don't digest the prop you're going to the toilet all the time and it it does have a massive massive effect on your on your brain and how you function and like if you aren't getting regular protein in every day with protein sources with every every meal then you are your mind isn't going to be functioning right because it has all the different amino acids in protein and and your your nutrition it has to be very like you have to fill up your plate with different kinds of veg like make sure your plate is as colorful as it possibly can try to eat whole whole foods most of the time try to eat Whole grains, whole food, and try to kind of stick away from processed foods. That only now and again, like I'm all for it, 100. percent I'm all for it. That you can you can eat um, out with friends and still get the body of your dreams. You can still have the mind of your dreams, but you just have to be kind of structured and consistent with your with your nutrition and kind of get habits in that you can kind of keep going. For a long period of time so like it's hard at the start but when you get nutrition kind of habits to kick in maybe it says they say 90 days is what it takes to get a, a habit in into effect and where it doesn't have to be where you're kind of making yourself do it you bring yourself to do these things after 90 days and it just becomes a habit and we are creatures of habit so we tend to every single day it's so easy to come home from work after having a stressful day at work, and it's so easy nowadays just to go on our phones and go onto an app and have dominoes at the tip of our fingers in within thirty minutes. Like it's so easy just to slump down on the couch after hard day's work, and what you're doing in that in that situation is you you are going into short term gratification. And what I always tell my clients to do is go with long-term gratification. Think long-term. Think of how if you are a little bit more disciplined in your mind, in your food, in all your habits that you do, long-term gratification is going to come your way. But when we think of short-term gratification, it's because we tend to come home, we're slumped, we're, we're tired, we, we don't know what we're going to do, we, we, we don't want to make any food, we're after having an argument with somebody in work, and that ends up making us have a lazy attitude and we go into these slumps of the eating takeaways every night. And it's really, really down to decision fatigue. And when you have decision fatigue, it's because you have made a load of decisions during the day. And what I mean by that is we have a load of different decisions to make every day. And when we have a load of different decisions to make every day our our fatigue and our brain goes and our willpower goes so like i don't know if obviously everybody would know him but jeff bezos he said that he had to make one decision one good decision a day so what did he do he made everything else somebody else's decision so he had people getting his clothes ready in the morning getting his breakfast ready in the morning he didn't make any decisions until he went into amazon and made one decision And then, obviously, the whole company counted on him for that decision. Another example is uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He wears the same trousers every single day, the same shirt every single day for seven days a week, same sock, same runners. And he does that for a reason because he doesn't want to be fatigued in his decisions. He wants to make the right decisions all the time. And it's a little case of getting up in the morning and having your stuff ready the night before and having your stuff ready, having lots of things ready before you, you go and, and sort your day out. So that's why I'm really, really big on morning routines, really, really big on re- evening routines. And this all helps you with your mind and it all helps you with your decisions toward nutrition. Because nutrition is, we, we put foods into good and bad categories and we don't, we shouldn't put them into good and bad categories. We're, we're given the foods power if we put them into good and bad categories. When we put foods into both good and bad categories, we give them power.
0: You know, when you speak about giving the food power, honestly, you know, it's all about balance. And I find, you know, it takes 92 days to break that habit and for all, you know, the sugars and the badness to leave your body. But it's also very addictive, isn't it? Those sugars, those pizzas, those foods, you know, there is a little bit of you that is addicted to these type of foods
1: like when people say that there's an addiction to sugar and an addiction to that type of stuff you don't actually get addicted it's just you might get addicted to the to the feeling and the feeling is a feeling of obviously dopamine from having a tough day and from having bad days and rough days when whether whether it's in work or with your kids or whatever you have but i disagree with being addicted to sugar and addicted to kind of fats and stuff like that because they're not actually addicting it's just you're probably addicted to the dopamine hit that you're getting in afterwards after eating them foods you you know yourself when you eat a pizza and you end up eating a full pizza because one you you might eat the full pizza because you're hungry but another reason is you might have had a bad day that day and you could be emotionally and, and then you just feel terrible after it. So I, I, I do kind of disagree with the kind of addiction side of things on, on, on that end.
0: No, I hear you, David. There's so many aspects, you know, emotional eating. I myself was one for emotional eating. I was eating my own feelings. For our young listeners, David, that are in college, they're on the go. It is easier to stop at Domino's and pick up that pizza and bring it home. Have you any advice for college goers that, you know, are always busy and tend to go for the fast foods? How could they work healthy eating into their lifestyles
1: so first of all I would say with emotional eating because you tend to make poor food choices when you are you're not so happy emotionally you need to kind of take a step back and this is a big thing that I say to the girls with, with cravings and stuff like that around their time of the month where you have to take a step back and ask yourself am I tummy hungry or am I head hungry and you have to say am i am i am i after having a, a row with somebody are the kids going crazy or am i actually hungry like take a step back like research shows that 20 minutes later you won't be hungry it, like when you are in that state you have to ask yourself is this a hunger cue or is it my head am i emotionally eating and um you have to kind of look at it from that from from eating the bad foods. But in terms of kids and people going to college and stuff like that, I would say prepare to fail, fail to prepare. Like you need to be eating nutritious foods when you are studying and stuff like that best as you can cognitively. First of all, what I would do is I would count calories for maybe two, three weeks if I was a student and see what I can get on the go that is not as high. Like you need to be eating low calorie foods with kind of high, high, that are high volume. If you think of your stomach as like a plastic bag and that you are filling that plastic bag with packets of M&Ms and and crisps and stuff like that, it's not going to fill that plastic bag. But if you fill that plastic bag with a, no, like a chopped or a a, a salad with, with loads of different varieties of veg and stuff like that, as you're eating them, other types of foods, like you're, you're not filling the bag, you're not filling the stomach and they're just going to make you hungrier and especially with eating the likes of carb, refined carbohydrates, they will spike your blood sugars up and then they'll bring your blood sugars back down and you'll be hungry 10 seconds later. So what I would tell teenagers that are going to college is try and get as much protein in with each meal as possible. So if it's possible, eat your breakfast at home before you go into college and um, maybe have some oats with some protein or, or a good one is a natural Greek yogurt, which is really, really quick. You can, you can do a natural Greek, Greek yogurt with a bit of protein in it. It has a lot of protein in it. Anyway, if you don't like to put scoops of protein into stuff, you might want to put a bit of chia seeds, flax seeds, some blueberries. And that's a really, really quick, and good healthy nutritious meal just before you go out the door um with a lot of protein a lot of fiber in there which are flax seeds and your chia seeds and you you can make it really really quick then for lunch i would say try if you're if if you're not making a lunch try go to a shop try get like a cold chicken um on a wrap with with some, with some veg on it. And then obviously if you're going home and, and preparing your dinner, have some more protein um, with that as well. Like you, we, we tend in our diets in in Ireland, we tend to have a lot of carbs and we have like cereal for breakfast or pop tarts or pancakes for breakfast. And then you come on to lunch and It's, it's, it's some, it's a sandwich. And then you go home and you have your dinner and it. It might be, it might be a little bit of protein with a bit, with a bit of veg and a bit of, a bit of um, carbohydrates. And it's really, really, really not enough. And what that tends to do is when we eat really a lot of carbs, it tends to spike our blood sugar levels and bring them straight back down. And then we're hungry again. And we go for the likes of the the chocolate bar, the M&M's, the stuff like that. So eating protein with every, every meal, eating a protein source with every meal is really, really key to kind of stop that. And, They're the kind of quickest ways that I would say for people that are going to college to to kind of think about them.
0: Yeah, David, that sounds amazing. And some would say that preparation is key. Pre-prepping your food.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I 100% I would tell all my clients to to pre-prep their food. Like um, If they can, maybe do it in batches the night before or, or on a Sunday evening. Cook out all your food because really at the end of the day, if you don't have any food there and you are hungry, hunger is your biggest enemy when it comes to to having a poor food choice. And if there isn't anything there ready to go, nine times out of ten you might make a poor food choice. And it really is key to kind of get your, your nutrition right on the weekends and, and batch it out for the week. And if it's a case of where you're eating your breakfast at home and you have to bring your lunch in. You have to make five or six different lunches um, for the week. And like that doesn't really take that long. So it's a case of kind of just getting it done and preparing as best as you can. And then obviously if you're going home or whatever, you can have your food and you can have your dinner and your breakfast at home. But really preparing your stuff is, is key to having a better mind and having a better body physically um, for the best health and the best version of yourself.
0: They also say, I say they also, but these are little tips and tricks I might have picked up along the way. That water is the key, you know, drinking water all through the day. It'll stop that confusion between being hungry or thirsty. And water is also so, so good, not just for your body, but it really is good for your mind.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. It is. Huge, absolutely huge for everything water is like when you're in a calorie deficit, when you are trying to lose a bit of weight and trying to get a better body composition, you are going to be a little bit hungry like that's just that's just the way of it, and filling up with water can kind of suppress that hunger and make you more satiated and yes, one hundred percent it is really, really good for your mind, it keeps you alert. Um, it keeps your body going, you you can flush all the toxins out of your body, you can obviously hydrate yourself and when you are hydrated you are more in tune and your body is more in tune and your mind is more in tune.
0: I love that. I definitely need to drink a lot more water, David, so it's going to be on my to-do list. <laughs> See, really, yeah. Yeah, it's... Do you not drink that much now? No, I definitely need to start drinking more and that's for sure. David, tell me a little bit about your business and what you do for your girls. So,
1: the girls that are on, basically my, my programme is called the DRF programme and it's an online programme where I help women, a lot of different um, kinds of women, lose weight with healthy nutrition with quick and easy workouts and flexible dieting. And also I try and train them around their menstrual cycle and how their menstrual cycle is going to affect their training and how it's going to affect cravings and stuff like that. Like if sometimes for for some of the girls that are on the program, they're mans and I have quick and easy workouts for them. And then obviously having like quick meals here and there, like I mentioned about the yogurts. But one thing to say is the information out there is solely based on men all the studies are based on men and if you asked me two three years ago would I ever be learning about the woman's menstrual cycle and how to how to train how to eat around their cycle how what foods to eat at different times I'd, I'd be laughing at you but it's just something that I kind of fell into I as i was training as a personal trainer one to one i my clients were predominantly women and then that that got me into kind of learning about the women's anatomy and and their cycles and stuff like that and what i really try and teach is um how to how to actually train around your cycle because women are not small men and women cannot train like men and they cannot eat like men like for instance if if women get fatigued around their cycle the reason for that is because their body temperature is rising that means that they are burning more calories now when they burn more calories they need more calories so their energy drops and this is why a lot of girls kind of stop working out and they don't they don't really understand because they don't have the energy so what i do in that sense is i plus their calories up by maybe 200 a day and then they can kind of push on and work on and work through work through the workouts. and if they can't work out then I would tell them to go for a walk. Research shows that some form of exercise is really, really good around these times. And some form of exercise really, really helps cramps. I've girls that have really, really bad cramps and they'd come to me and they'd be like, oh, I can't train. I was like, right, come back to me in 20 minutes, go for a walk. They go for a walk and they're so, so surprised like they're like oh my god the pain is gone i'm i'm feeling much better i can't believe that i walked just from that so around this time as well i wouldn't telling the girls to kind of go in and have like a hit workout style or whatever around these times i would say maybe if you're really really struggling with fatigue i would do some yoga some meditation some stretching whatever you can just as long as it's some form of exercise now in my program i bring in basically online it it's all worked through videos on my app so i have apps i have videos explaining each workout and then i have customized meal plans and different uh, meal plans in there you also get a webinar with me every week where i go into nutrition mindset training and then training around your cycle and that my kind of uh, program works and like i've only been doing it since Lockdown has kept come in, and it has absolutely exploded. Because obviously, I'm not too sure whether it, there are even even girl trainers out there that that go deep into the their cycle and how each phase can have an effect and what to eat in each phase you know.
0: Well David this is what separates you from the other personal trainers there's not a lot of personal trainers out there that know so much in depth about women's menstrual cycles and this is something I'm hugely passionate about myself I feel like menstrual cycles are so much bigger than just that the hormones in the body that can affect us in so many ways the mind as you said you know we're sluggish it's when we want to eat more sugar eat more of those comfort foods and I think it's absolutely fantastic that you have took the time to work so closely with women and know what is going on with their bodies because it is a huge issue for women out there isn't it when they're on a roll they're walking they're doing it all and then they hit their menstrual cycle and just like that they've fallen off the wagon
1: yeah, exactly. Like, it's really, when that happens, when, when they do fall off the wagon or when these sugar cravings come in, it's usually due to a lack of something in the body. It's usually due to lack of sleep or it's usually due to a lot of stress and or it could be due to the the foods that you were eating around that time. Now, oh, And also, lack of magnesium and zinc, okay? So, when... When you get that kind of slump and that sluggish feeling around this time, your body's ability to use carbs as a as a as a primary fuel fuel source isn't really great. So around this time, I would I would advise girls to have more fats in their diets now, this would be probably mostly around their luteal phase, which is which is week before um, their cycle. And what I would say is eat plenty of fruit and fats around this time. If you eat a lot of carbs, they'll spike your blood sugar levels and then bring you back down. And what happens then you get te- you get hungry 10 seconds later. Girls shouldn't feel bad for for wanting to scoff down a bit of chocolate or wanting to scoff down some crisps if you're a savoury girl. Like, it's hunger and cravings are a real thing in, in, in your menstrual cycle. And the only way about it is knowing what part of your cycle you're in. So it's really, really important to track your cycle and to know what phase you're in and to know when to put your foot on the gas and to know when to take your foot off the gas. And if you can't train around your cycle... Then that's fine. Just go on a load of walk. If you, if you can't train around your cycle, that's fine. And as I was saying, it's so so important to track your cycle to know what phase you're in, to know when to push yourself. Like I always say to the girls, like you're going to be training or you're going to be dying maybe two weeks out out of out of the four because two weeks out of the, uh, of the four, you might have to add the calories up. So you might be up onto maintenance or sometimes it might be even a little bit more. It really, really depends. And you have to be aware of these things. And it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to, to not diet. Like you aren't guys, guys can, can diet all months and, and get to the, the body shape that they want to be in. and, Another thing I would say to girls as well is not concentrate on the scales. Like losing body fat and losing body weight are two totally different things. When you lose body weight, that's numbers coming down on the scales and when you lose body fat, that's obviously your measurements and stuff like that. Like for a lot of the girls that come onto the program and a lot of girls that any any woman out there you tend to be a little bit heavier around your cycle and around the week before, and that is due to your body holding on to a lot of water, and you hold a lot of water attention around these times. And that's why girls, when they go onto the scale, they get really disheartened around these times, because they might have gone up in weight, and they might have actually lost a lot of body fat. But they've actually gone up in weight. And I happen to find this well, there's there's one girl on, on the programme and every every um time it comes around to her period, she goes up like six or seven pounds. And like uh, this was always happened to her. And I, I don't really agree with all these getting weighed out in front of everybody. And if you do put up um some weight you are you are kind of looked down upon and they don't look into the scientific side of it where girls will hold a bit more weight around these times because of water retention. And if you have any sodium in your diet, they will hold a little bit more weight and you just have to kind of stick it out. And you have to like match like weeks with like weeks. So it's hard to explain this through, through kind of audio. It's it's easier to explain it on paper, but say you start off your menstrual cycle, the week one, of, you are going to be a little bit sluggish. You're going to be a little bit heavier in, in water weight and then you go into week two. Okay, week two, you lose a bit of weight. Great, happy days. Week three, you're coming into the week before your your period again, and you are you are getting a little bit more heavier. So you're heavier than last week, but you have to you have to uh, match like weeks like weeks. So you match that week three with the previous week three, and then you will see the trend. And that's why you have to to track your cycle for at least three months and know the trends and know the different phases that you're going to be in.
0: Well, David, I could not agree with you more on everything you just said. Honestly, that was so fascinating to listen to because it's something I I myself have dealt with in the past, going up and down in, in on the scales and you don't know why it is. Like the menstrual cycle does have a massive, massive part to play in it. David, the information that you have given us today has honestly been so fantastic and it all makes so much sense. If people were to look for you or to follow you on social media where would they find you
1: so um they'll find me on instagram on davidryan.fitness they'll find me on f- uh, facebook david ryan and they will find me on linkedin david ryan fitness also i have a podcast uh, it's called the david ryan fitness podcast where i deep dive into training nutrition mindset and how to train around your cycle that's where you can find me the best
0: David, honestly, thank you so much for giving us so much knowledge around how food can really affect our minds. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on Mind Your Mind.
1: No problem at all. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you.